Welcome to the Urban Remedy Podcast, inspiring health through food, lifestyle, and making conscious choices. We're super excited today to have Dr. Hilary Fredrickson. She is a naturopathic doctor who has a background in Chinese medicine as well. She's been in practice since 2004, and she has a passion for treating fertility, women and families, and she has three amazing kids, age 15, 13, and 10, and she also is part of the practice that I take my son to, which I love, which is such an amazing place. So thank you so much for being here. We're super excited to have you. Thank you. Um, Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into fertility treatments. So I was diagnosed when I was young, 21. I was told that I would never be able to conceive because when I was at a very famous hospital in Massachusetts, in Boston, and the doctor said, you have something called polycystic ovarian syndrome. You probably won't be able to get pregnant. And I just was standing there and it was like, first of all, I'm so young. I don't know why we're talking about my pregnant (laughs) fertility, but two, like, how could that even be? Like I'm this healthy person. And, and the fact that I was given sort of this sort of like, and you don't get to be a real woman, yeah. or have that part of you. So I, it, it kind of was the catalyst for me to look into alternative medicine. So I sought out an, um, a naturopathic doctor at the time and an acupuncturist to help me with my hormones and the issues that I was having. I had such an amazing experience, healing experience, healing response. And um, it's what led me down the path to going to naturopathic medical school. And I love studying I've loved along the way studying Chinese medicine where it's such a deep practice of harmonizing women's bodies and women's health. Like the whole 5,000 year old practice of Chinese medicine is about fertility, women's health. They knew back then that if they, if the women were healthy, that the line would continue, that women babies would come. And so there's such an emphasis on women, hormonal health balance. And then I love the naturopathic medicine, sort of getting into the science, the genes, the detoxification pathways, all the different things that we look at to make a woman healthy. And so much in, it's so cliche, but in her mind, body and spirit, because all three things need to align. It's so true. I mean, I think that there's so many women today and I, in my own practice, you know, treated a lot of people for fertility issues. And, um, I would see people all the time. I just got back from my doctor. I'm 35 years old. I, they told me my eggs are old. I should freeze my eggs. And, you know, it's a done deal. And they're just kind of looking at it from such a different perspective. They're not looking at the individual and how vital their energy is. It's really just based on these parameters that are so linear. And I love how in Chinese medicine, you know, we look at the individual. I mean, I saw people that were 50 years old getting pregnant naturally that weren't even trying because it's really just depends on the individual person. And it's really interesting. I mean, I think a lot of people are dealing with PCOS. And I had, when I was at acupuncture school, you know, all of a sudden overnight, I think it was, mine was related to stress. I, you know, gained all this weight literally over a weekend, was so tired, couldn't figure out what was going on with me. My cycle stopped and I figured out I had PCOS as well. And um, that's actually really how I got into using food as medicine because the doctor was like, I want to get you on metformin. 
I want you to do this protocol. And I was like, just give me six months and let me come back. I need to figure out what I'm doing. And I, you know, that's when I started doing like juice cleansing on myself and eating a raw live food diet, which was really the right thing for me at that time. And, you know, figuring out the supplements that I needed to take. And I went back six months later and all the little follicles were gone. And, um, it was such a great learning experience for me as well to heal myself from that and be able to use that knowledge in my practice. And it seems like PCOS is so common now. Why do you think so many women are dealing with PCOS? Well, women are, the hormonal system is being very affected by a couple different things. One, the unfortunate environmental toxicity we're exposed to. Mm -hmm. So I I always say like hanging out with me long at a long time at a dinner party or something is a little bit of a a bummer at a certain point if I start talking about toxicity. But the truth is, is that we are up against um, a toxic burden that has an effect on the female hormone cycle. And the other major influencer is stress. Mm-hmm. But the exciting part about both of those in both of those sort of big items that affect the delicate female hormone, because the, the truth is, is it's a miracle that anybody ever really gets pregnant. When you study it, there's so much that has to align. There's so much that has to be in perfect symphony and, um, and they're, and it's easily thrown off balance. So women are having a lot more PMS PCOS, endometriosis, where we're seeing a lot of acne, weight gain, hormone dysregulation. And that is part of A, the food supply that is under mineralized. And if people aren't eating healthy organic food, it can have an effect. And just the general toxic burden and B, the major, just the stressful type A lives that most American, young Americans are leading. And women are getting it to it later. They're not 17 and getting pregnant, right? They're in their thirties often and just coming to it. And they have, many of them have been on birth control for many years. Um, So there's just several factors, but the, the most exciting part about it is that natural medicine and food as medicine and Chinese medicine, it works. Yeah. Like it actually works. These are things that women can take control of. They can reduce their toxic burden in their homes and in their, in their food. Let's go into that a little bit because a lot of times, like you'll read things that say, do people really need to detox? And I I see this a lot just because I promote detoxification, obviously a lot with, you know, Urban Remedy. And, you know, what a lot of doctors say is if your body's working properly, then you don't really need to detox because we have a liver that's filtering and all of that. But what I think a lot of, a lot of what we're missing is that in this day and age, especially like you were saying with the food supply, being exposed to GMOs and glyphosate and things like that, our bodies are having to detoxify so much more and with stress and not eating healthy and all those things, it's almost like we really have to focus on detoxification all the time to deal with this stuff. All, all, all the time. I just ran a big spring cleanse at my practice. Um, we had many participants and when you open up the channels of detoxification. There's five organ systems you really want to work on the liver, the skin, the lungs, the lymph system, and then the gut. And usually every person struggles with one of those major symptoms. So when we can get kind of things rolling and moving, optimizing liver detoxification, optimizing 
the really taking out the trash, getting the colon moving really well, um, having people exercise and move and breathe, taking off the toxins with the lungs, opening up the skin and flushing things with the kidneys and the lymph. It, people get healthier. Yeah. Just by that alone. So headaches, common symptoms of a toxic overload are headaches, hormonal imbalance. So like ding, ding, ding yeah. for fertility. So yeah. that's um, PCOS, um, cysts, p- painful periods, weight gain, um, and constipation. Just there's like blockages. The, yeah. the body needs help opening and moving. And the thing about it is, is that when all it's also the condition of stress that a lot of people live under that makes it harder for our systems to work effectively. And I think that's really important. Like if there's one thing that you want to make sure that you're doing, that's so important for detoxing is making sure you're having regular bowel movements. I mean, it's, it's critical. And there's so many people that are I'm constipated. Like yeah, I know. Talk about like, we need to get this. You need to take out your trash. If yeah. the trash isn't leaving, then like what's yeah. happening? So if there's one thing you get from this podcast, make sure that you're having regular bowel movements. So like, you know, for some people you can drink a green juice. It will stimulate it. Flax oil, magnesium. I mean, just Epsom super simple bath, things. Asana, yeah. And there's so many different approaches. Um, but, and I, I do kind of want to talk about, so detox is incredibly important and it's something I do with almost every single patient. Yeah. Because it affects almost every body system and there's so much that we can do to just make the machine operate better. Um, when it's, when all of those five systems I talked about are just filtering well and functioning well. Yeah. So what I always talk about with my patients is that we have a total toxic burden. If you're filling a jar up with beautiful stones and you keep filling it and the stones spill over, that's symptoms. And that can be eczema, that can be headaches, that can be PCOS. And so we need to look at the stones and figure out how we can get that burden, general burden down so that people have less symptoms or less diseased. And that happens by one, detoxification, two, really healthy eating choices, trying to reduce the toxic burden that we're taking in. And that's in our homes, in our sleep environment, and mostly in our diet. So let's give some, so just okay. so everybody, cause everybody that's listening to this, they're going to hear you and be like, oh my God, I want to do all these things right now. Okay. So when, so we're going to have a list for you guys on the website, um, that will have our tips Great. for detoxification. So people that are listening just know that we will have that. So we'll have a list of how to detox your home and doing all of that Great. since we won't go in that so deeply. And then we could have a list and then we're going to do a whole nother podcast just on diet and food. So then that will give you the tools um, to look at the diet and detoxing your home. But get, give us some of your top tips for um, that are really generalized because I think a lot of these things you know, are very personal. And like Hillary said, you know, some people might have more liver congestion. Some people might be more constipated. So it's really just going to depend on your individual issue. Um, but what are your, what would be, you know, for somebody listening, that's never heard about detox me for what would be like your five top tips of how somebody could start? Okay. So the first is to drink a lot of water, pure purified, good source of water. 
and really important, super clean. Cause I was just read something yesterday that they were, that there was, I mean, I think we've all heard there's pharmaceuticals in the tap water, but then yesterday I read that there was, um, we know that we want to stay away from fluoride in our water and a lot of the tap water has fluoride. Um, and then I was reading yesterday that there was some other chemical in the water that, um, was definitely disrupted the endocrine system. Well, there so, are PCBs yes. and solvents. And so right, products that are broken down also from plastics yeah. and they're all endocrine disruptors. So getting a good source of filtered water. So do you have a favorite? Um, the, there's a great new filter that I've turned on to, which is, um, I'm going to say it wrong, maybe the Birka system oh. and it like looks sleek. It's not that expensive. The filters are excellent. We can put it on the podcast okay. link. Okay. Um, but um, drinking healthy water, yep. I, I love to please ask people not to use plastic water bottles because yes. the plastics unfortunately are endocrine disruptors. So glass bottles or stainless steel bottles where there's purified water. Okay. So drinking a lot of water because we need to flush. We need to move things out. I talked about kidneys and the colon. Both of those things need a lot of water to do their work. So does the liver and the skin. It keeps the skin healthy and moving. First thing in the morning, starting with a glass, everyone loves coffee and I'm a coffee girl. I get it. But if you can start with a glass of water and then um, some warm water with lemon a little bit of turmeric, a pinch of cayenne to vasodilate. The cayenne is an awesome vasodilator. It helps bring blood up to your brain. The lemon is alkalinizing. It helps the body get ready to absorb minerals that you're going to actually have and consume for breakfast. It helps tonify the kidneys and it helps tonify the gut and the GI tract. It also works in the liver phase one, phase two detoxification of the liver. So that's an easy, especially if you went to bed the night before, if you had a glass of wine or you were had a lot of heavy food, if you wake up in the morning, have some water, have some lemon water, hot lemon water, and I can put a recipe on the yep. podcast. That, can, that just makes a huge difference starting your day I always say you can start your day dark, which is sort of the like coffee sugar path, or you can start your day light and bright and then move to the coffee. But if you start light and bright, the body works that way much more effectively. Absolutely. So just make that your morning ritual, your morning ritual. And I found like when I do that in the morning and I have my lemon water and like maybe a green juice, or even if I do like a light matcha, you're setting your day for success because then you're not craving you know, the sweet stuff. You're not craving that the rest of the day. It's such a great way to start your morning and set your day correctly That's so right. that you stay on your path. Yeah. And your energy is not crashing yeah. and you're not craving sugar. Um, so, and then I, I was going to say third is then starting your day with some greens. Mm -hmm. And I love the green juices that you have. Um, there's so much talk right now about celery juice and using burdock, but oh, having some minerals that you're absorbing in the morning, yeah. some magnesium. So one of the, the, the mineral that we're the most deficient in is magnesium and magnesium is in, because it's in dark leafy greens. Yep. And most people eating the standard American diet are not eating fistfuls of dark leafy greens every day. 
Okay. But people who are choosing and educated about their health, when they do start having green juices, salads with tons of bioflavonoids, their magnesium levels go up. Now, magnesium works in almost every, every cellular function that we have in hugely in detoxification functions. And so if you can start in the morning having, if you want to do, if you need to eat more of a breakfast, greens, wilted greens and an egg or just a green drink if you like to keep it lighter and bright in the morning. But if you can start mineralizing your body right in the morning with magnesium and potassium and a lot of the other things that come in greens and green juices, then you're starting your digestion off in a good space. And you feel the more mineralized you feel a lot of times, if I just get a woman's magnesium in a great place, she craves sugar so much less. She craves, um, stimulants less. She has less headaches. She has better, more regular bowel movements. Yeah. I was going to mention that. Like we were talking about the constipation, I mean, for most people, if you supplement with magnesium, you'll just start having regular absolutely. Bowel movements, which is and sometimes for thing. most people, if you just start eating magnesium or yeah. drinking it yeah. in your in the green juices, it's enough. And so, um, so that would be number three. So if we're drinking a lot of water, you're dr- having a lemon drink and stimulating your liver and your digestion and absorption. You're eating greens in the morning, like that. Sort of just is setting you up for a great detoxification. For like I said, I'm the poop girl is like, we got to get you going. (laughs) And so that's eating fiber. Sometimes it can be in the form of having chia seeds, fiber like that can really work or um, fiber in the form of having, like I said, greens and vegetables. So you want to be really eating. For me, it's like seven servings of vegetables a day, raw, cooked, juiced, so that there's a lot of minerals and bulk and fiber to get things going. Yeah. And I love doing like for people that are like, I'm rushing. I don't have time to do it. I'll have people put in a blender, just like do a green smoothie and put like two cups of spinach, some kale, one raw carrot, blueberries, blackberries. And you can get probably like five or six cups in your morning smoothie. If you just throw all that stuff in there and that's how you're starting your day, you're getting all that fiber and all that amazing color and phytonutrients and antioxidants. That's a great way to just do it in one swoop in the morning. Yeah. And and collagen protein powder, something that really gets you going. Most of my patients, definitely everyone on a cleanse, we start with a morning smoothie. And um, most of my patients, I try to encourage that habit in the morning because I can get somebody some good protein that lasts them through the afternoon so that they're not, their energy isn't crashing. They're not craving coffee. They're not craving sugar and stimulants. And they, um, I love putting some form of fat in it. So if that's when they're taking their fish oil or they're using chia seeds, which is a great source of essential fatty acids. So really like fiber, magnesium, water, and essential fatty acids Mm -hmm. are the key to great, healthy, bowel movements that really help with detoxification. So if we kind of review, we're doing water, lemon water in the morning, greens and mineralization, fiber, and and also it's with those greens, but keeping the bowel moving. And then the fifth I would say is exercise movement, like that we need to move our bodies. We're animals. Our bodies are meant to be in motion and 
when we sweat, when we move. I'd rather see somebody do a a 10 minute workout. There's all these seven minute workout apps or 10 minute really brisk walk up a hill than trying to fit in a 45 minute workout that they're not going to be able to do. Mm -hmm. I'd rather them fit in 10 minutes, raise their, just do something, move your body. The more you move your body and you stimulate your gut, you stimulate your liver, you open up the pores of your skin, you increase your heart rate, which increases your respiratory rate. So you're off gassing essentially with the lungs. And so movement and exercise would be that like fifth crucial. Yeah. That's so important. And I think it's interesting because, I mean, it, Chinese medicine can get so complicated when you go into all the in-depth different constitution, constitutional imbalances that you can have. But um, usually, like when we're talking about how are we going to treat infertility from a TCM perspective and... Um, you know, usually it's like an excess or a deficiency. So usually when we're talking about an excess, it's like we have, it's like what you were talking about. It's like we, those are people that have more, what we call like blood stasis. So they might have more PMS symptoms or more clotting with their cycles, you know, things like that. And that's where we want, there's like, it's like a traffic jam and we want to move that traffic. We want to move the stool. We want to move the blood. So you're not cramping and you're not having pain with your cycles and exercise is such an important part of, um, when you have stagnation in your body, cause then you're going to start moving the energy and thing, things are going to start to flow. And, and that's a, I would just say that's a great, one of the great things I think Hillary and I both agree on is, you know, going to see an acupuncturist is such an important part of the journey because then you, they can look at your individual constitution and, and, work with you if you have deficiency, if you have blood deficiency or chi deficiency or kidney or whatever deficiency you have, you know, they can help really, you know, create a program for you based on your constitution because, you know, those two different imbalances are so different. Um, and oh, go ahead. Yeah. The, the other thing I love about acupuncture Acupuncture, you know, naturopathic medicine promotes it too. And the big thing I want to talk about is stress. So it was sort of like that piece number one we talked about, right? That that, um, we have sort of a toxic overburden that's affecting and we're exposed to a lot of hormone dysregulators Mm -hmm. that are affecting our hormone system Two, we're just like us ladies are under a lot of stress. We're managing a lot of stuff on it every single day. It's continual multitasking. Um, the phones that we use don't help where we're, it's sort of hard to hide from our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially young women that are trying to figure out how to, how they want to be, you know, smart, professional, pretty. I mean, there's just a lot of things yeah. to do and there's not enough hours in the day. Okay. And on top of it, if you, if you've gone to the doctor and you've, you know, and you have been told that you are diagnosed with infertility and you maybe have gone through a miscarriage or, you know, once you start going through that cycle of disappointment, it's really, it is, it's so stressful. And that really sometimes can actually become more of the underlying cause of not getting pregnant. It's like, you're so worried that your body is so tight and the way you're holding your energy with the fear and the worry that in itself just causes imbalance. So talk more about that and how to deal with that. So the fact I just was in Vancouver at the, at a fascinating fertility conference with acupuncturists and naturopathic doctors and 
we learned tons and tons about biochemistry and genetics and genomics and new, really functional medicine and how to kind of get what's happening in the endometrium and what's happening on the genetic level with, and it can get very reductionistic, but when you pull way, 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 way back, one of the doctors that was a practicing reproductive endocrinologist for 30 years was speaking and someone asked the question, what is your, and he's retiring, in your 30 years as a reproductive endocrinologist, what's the main thing, what's the main takeaway? And he said, with all the research and everything we do for eggs, egg extraction and hormones and all the science of it, it's stress. Mm, stress, wow. stress management and tender loving care, like treating this process, treating your fertility journey with loving care, loving yourself, trying to be in the most, um, trying to really manage your stress. And like, this is what I love about naturopathic medicine and acupuncture because we teach people how to be less stressed. And the truth is, is that when you start to go through fertility problems, their unfortunate nature is, is like, if you want a baby, once that turns on, you want a baby so bad. And all you see is babies. And all you see are your friends having babies Mm -hmm. and baby, 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 baby. And it's just, and if you go to a doctor and it feels very sterile and they're telling you, you have problems, it starts to feel like you can't be in control. And and a lot of the talk when you go to a regular fertility doctor is very negative. You know, it's very much like you've got to do this now, freeze your eggs. You know, you, it puts a lot of fear in people. So fearful and overwhelming. They're using language that you don't understand. It's overwhelming. Yeah. And like, I'm here to say, and so are all these, you know, just naturopathic doctors, acupuncturists. We're here to say, if we just take care of our bodies, if you slow down, if you take care of your stress, if you actually have fun and you try to bring joy into your life and you calm your nervous system, down. You sleep better. You calm yourself down. You have fun when you're with your partner. You you have fun when you're engaging in the process, your fertility process. Yeah. Like that actually makes a massive impact on your fertility. And if you're having problems, the the diagno- they've found out that the diagnosis of infertility is like a person getting a cancer diagnosis. Mm-hmm. It can be wow. that stressful of an event for a woman. Yeah. So like we need to really take that, take our power back. And what I love about fertility is that it's so influenced by the food we eat, Mm -hmm. our daily rituals and practices, the stress management that we embrace, the fun that we're having in our lives and with our partners. And it should become less scientific and actually more fun. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. I love that. I think that that I really think that's such great advice. Um, you know, just letting go. And you know, I used to also have people visualize, um, like before they would go to bed. I would have people just do a little meditation and just visualize the end result. Just visualize themselves with a beautiful spirit and what it would feel like to hold their baby, and not even. Th- visualize anything about the process, like how is it going to happen or whatever, but just visualize that end result and just try to bring that joy and that feeling. And I know it's much more, it's easy to say and more difficult to do. Um, 
because it is such it can be such a stressful experience but you know there's been a lot of studies done that have shown if you do acupuncture with IVF or if you just do acupuncture alone that it really does increase your chances of having a baby so we really want to um end this podcast on a positive note that, you know, and let you know that there is so much hope. There's so much that you can do to increase your fertility, no matter what age you are, no matter what situation you're in. And we're going to have a few other podcasts that go deeper into food and a couple other things. So please take the time to listen to the other podcasts. And we're really excited to go on this journey with you. And Hillary, thank you so much for all of your wisdom and sharing all of that with us. I love being here. And yeah, my last thing is I just want to say like this work yeah. It works. Yes. Like women get pregnant all the time when they yeah. choose their bodies, they choose their health, they make really good lifestyle yeah. changes and choices and take care of their bodies. It works. And it's a good so if stick you, with yeah, it. And if you look at it as a practice in your life that you, you know, it is, you know, like Hillary said, it could be like a cancer diagnosis. And I always wondered that myself. I was like, is infertility actually a diagnosis? Because there's so many different reasons people are not getting pregnant. And that's a whole other, you know, that's a whole other podcast. But it's really use it as an opportunity to grow. Use it as a mindfulness exercise. Are you living in the moment? Like you said, are you experiencing joy? Are you able to let go and enjoy your life? Use it as as a tool, as, a, as something to help you grow and to help you, you know, really get the most out of life. Because, you know, all we have is the now, right? And when we're just always focused on what we don't have, that's really not healthy. So Such an opportunity yeah. to make life better and it works like I said like we both healed ourselves from PCOS have babies and moved on right so it works yep thank you so much for listening to the Urban Remedy podcast where we focus on food lifestyle and making healthy choices and ways to live a vibrant and healthy lifestyle if you found this information helpful or know somebody who might benefit from it please do us the great honor of sharing this podcast with them You can visit our website at urbanremedy.com. I'm Nika Pasquale, and thank you for tuning in.